0: Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro recharge kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.
1: Welcome into another episode of the Southsiders podcast with myself, Shane Reardon, and Gabe Ramirez. You can find the show on Twitter at Southsider670, Instagram, Southsider670, our Gmail, Southsider670 at gmail.com. Go ahead and send us some questions, some White Sox related questions, any kind of questions. We'll get to those at the end of the show as we will do today. Gabe? The White Sox did what you said they were going to do and took two of three from the Oakland Athletics, although it should have been an easy sweep. Um, I said it would be a sweep. You said it would be two of three. Um, Yesterday was something that I'm still kind of pissed off about. You've got this independent league pitcher and this fucking Oler kid that was pitching for the Windy City Thunderbolts (laughs) like a year and a half ago, and the most you can get is three runs (laughs) off of him. I was pissed
2: yeah it it was it was frustrating in the beginning because you're like damn it seems like socks so doesn't it feel like that always happens though socks face some pitcher that you know comes from obscurity and then handles them in the beginning it's like it's been happening for decades though it's like not even anything that's brand new but they can never hit guys who are (laughs) shit they just can't like what's what's going on here and then it's like a little bit of movement but it was good to see that you know second time through the rotation or through the lineup that's when they started pegging them and you know Pretty really doing some damage. So at least at least they they adjusted just a little too late for me.
1: Let's start with Friday night. And I, I'm not taking much from Friday night outside of Tim Anderson's altercation with the home plate umpire. But the, the the biggest thing I'm taking from that situation, I went back and watched it a bunch of times. From the time that the strikeout call happened mm-hmm. and the contact was made. With Tim Anderson, from Tim Anderson's helmet bill to the hat bill of the home plate umpire, that was 16 seconds. It took mm. him 16 seconds to get legitimately angry, and it took Tony Larusa 30 fucking seconds to get from the dugout <laughs> to great. somewhat in between T.A. And who was it? Brian Nora? Brian Onora? I can't yeah. even remember who the ump was. Um, it took him 30 seconds, either him or Miguel Cairo. Get somebody out there to separate T.A. and the home plate umpire. And it took him 30 seconds.
2: Yeah, that part was frustrating because you you want you want your manager to be equally as upset from the beginning, right? Like if it's a bad call, you want him to be like, yo, what the fuck? While Tim Anderson is saying what the fuck, right? So the fact that it took him that long, obviously he didn't side with that or he wasn't interested in arguing balls and strikes. I talked to Bruce Levine and he said something that was very interesting. He said, you know, your, your leader needs to be on the field. And in that instance where T.A. obviously was upset, he put the blame on Tony as well. He said, Tony should have got his ass out there and you see your guy upset. You got to take the heat. If, if need be, you need to get ejected. Like That needs to be on you and you need to take over for Tim in that moment. So he, he was equally frustrated. And you never really see Tim get worked up like that. Right. What did you no, think I'm about him getting him getting that turned up?
1: I mean, I I thought it was pretty justified. The strike zone was absolutely brutal on Friday night. It was, of course, bad for both teams, but it was a really, really bad strike zone, specifically on pitches outside to right-handed hitters. So I don't really blame T.A. for getting as mad as he did. I blame him for not being able to understand that if you get even anywhere close enough, and make contact with an umpire. Major League Baseball is going to come down on you. those That's one of those things that no matter what, Major League Baseball will punish you for making any sort of contact with an umpire. TA's already seen it. in that, that skirmish with whoever the hell it was to, to end last season, he pushed an umpire away d- during a fight because he thought it was a player. And then we saw him miss the first three games of, of this season.
0: <laughs> so of he's it.
1: got experience with it. Yeah. You've got to grow up a little bit and understand that in the moment you can be angry but there's a line you cannot cross. Yeah. That being said, like we've said, any other manager in Major League Baseball would have been out there to make sure that TA didn't get too close to the home plate umpire. So and quickly. when he's 77 years old, then your bench coach has to be the one to right. do it. Or Joe McEwing's got to sprint out yeah. from third base or Daryl Boston from first anyone. base. Anyone. Somebody has to. Anyone. Anyone. E- even whoever, it was uh, Moncada on deck, even Moncada's got to come over yeah. and separate him a little bit. Yeah. that's It's just the... It's the laziness and it's the lack of discipline that this team has shown all year, and it just it came to fruition again on Friday night, coming up on a stretch where the White Sox could very, very much use Tim Anderson, but I I bet we don't see him tonight. It was a three game suspension. He appealed, um, and I bet he's got. I bet it'll come down to one game, and we don't see him tonight or whenever it is tomorrow against the. I hope it's one game. That'd be cool. it, It will be. Shout but you know what? He's a repeat offender, so maybe they do keep it at three games mm, and denies appeal.
2: That's a good one. I don't know, man. Well, either way, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see who the Sox put in that that leadoff spot. I mean, you know, obviously moving moving the lineup around, I feel like it's been working well as of late. You saw, you know, Vaughn get thrown into the two hole yesterday. But shout out Davis Martin for coming in after Lance Lynn on that game on Friday. We got to give him some he was love. good pitching. Three and a third is not easy. You know what I mean? Yeah, we he ta- was good. We've been talking about who can fill that void in the event, there's some shuffling in, in, in the bullpen, but you know, there's guys like that that can't do it. So I just wanted to show him a little bit of love. What'd you think about Lance Lynn on that Friday on, on that Friday?
1: Well, speaking of Davis Martin and innings eaters and the deadline, when we do talk about the deadline in about 10, 15 minutes, I do have a starting pitching candidate that can eat innings in the bullpen that I will throw by you that, that okay. I think makes a ton of sense. Like um, re- Repeat
2: your question one more time. I'm sorry. Just, just thoughts on that. You know, obviously, I think a big part of this weekend series was, you know, Lynn and Cueto. So I was just curious what your thoughts were on, on Lynn and what, what he did on Friday.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think Lynn... Is leaving the ball up way too much, and I, I don't know what the issue is, but he's not getting the break on his on his breaking balls like he used to, and he's just leaving the ball up. Two of those homers are just fucking cookies, middle yeah. up. it's it just something's going on, and I'm not sure what it is, but I have all the faith in Lance Lynn to correct that. I know his spin rates are down, and um, he is walking more guys than he's used to. We always know that that Lance Lynn is he pitches to contact, so I've got no problem with that. But he usually gets weak contact. And this weekend, I don't know if it was just some kind of anomaly, uh, but the ball was flying, and it was really only flying for the A's. I mean, the White Sox <laughs> had a cu- couple nice home runs. Uh, Eloy Jimenez looked good going up the other day. The one from Gavin Sheets, like the Gavin Sheets' monthly home run. Yeah, yeah it's makes like, you
2: fall in love with him.
1: <laughs> oh my god, dude! It's that beautiful sweeping <laughs> left-handed so nice. power swing that just shoots the ball into the air so right. goddamn high, and you're just like,
2: yes, do do that. Yeah. Just do that more. The way he was staring at the ball, too, I was like, yes. Don't you want to be swaggy more often? Like, you got to hit more homers to do that, though. You can't have six homers on the year and stare at your beautiful swing and and crushing it like that. I did like Eloy's, too, because for me, like Eloy, dude, he just – it's like Robert, but it it almost looks like with less effort, where when he makes contact – it looks like that's going to be a pop fly in the right field or something. And it is a bomb. I, it's like, yeah, he's full he of power. has some, he's full of power. And I love that. And I love that he's gone back into the lineup. I love guys that are just putting a little bit more, I don't know, umph in the, in the swings just because socks need the long ball, dude. Like if, if Lynn does pitch like that, like he did on Friday and he does give up, you know, three runs or whatever, the Sox got to be able to win six, seven to three. And, and like, you've got to be able to do that. But the only way you're going to do that is if you're going to be hitting home runs and, and, and you, what I, I like you, you got guys like, I hate to, I want to bring them up, got to show them love, like Lori, who can get you a base hit, who can get on base. And then you need someone to just hit the big, the, hit the big one, man, to just break the game wide open and just yeah, like when when, the, when, eight, when when the when when the socks were down 2-0 on Saturday, you were like fearful and like, damn, man, like who's gonna how are we gonna get these runs? That that shouldn't be the case. We got guys like A hey, homers on the team. Like, so we shouldn't be thinking about how are we gonna manufacture this.
1: And and real quick on Gavin Sheets, the problem with him now is, too, I think 17 of his 20 homers are at home. So mm-hmm. y- you're not going to get any offensive production in that way out of power from Gavin Sheets on the road. It, keep talking about home and road splits. Dylan Cease has like a sub 0.7 ERA at home or, or during day games. So like it, it, if I'm Tony LaRusa, I'm manipulating my starting rotation for the rest of the season. So Dylan Cease only pitches day games yes. like that it's, it's not a crutch. You have five starting pitchers, you can manipulate it. So he only pitches okay. day games. Um, but talking about Larry, yes, Larry can do those kinds of things, but Larry would be so much more successful. And so, much less hated by the fan base if he wasn't asked to do it all the time. Sure. So Larry, Larry can't be an everyday player. He, he's gonna come out of this this series playing like 130, 135 <laughs> games or something like that. Larry Garcia should be playing in like 70, 75, maybe 80 total games. All right. Helping that's you on it. spurts. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that's we, we've talked about it all season. That's the problem with this team. They just don't have the positional versatility and the depth. They just have 15 guys who could play first base in DH (laughs) and and coming up in a deadline where there are a lot of guys out there available who are left-handed power bats that unfortunately only play first base in DH. That's a problem when you're building this team that you weren't ready for something like that. I would love, love to see the white Sox be able to acquire Josh bell power hitter playing for the nationals right now. Guys hitting the shit out of the ball. But he's only an emergency corner outfielder, and he's yeah. a left-handed power bat. It would be the perfect time if Yasmani Grandal could catch every single day, Abreu could play first base every single day, and Eloy could play left field every single day. Then, boom—you've got your yeah. left-handed DH power bat, and Josh Bell and Andrew Vaughn could be in right field every single day. And you don't have to have Kevin Sheets. That's the frustrating part for me right now.
2: Yeah, I, when you look at that too, you know, you're talking about Yasmani Grandal. I, I was more upset that he was out of the lineup yesterday. Than Mankata. You know, Mankata's been playing well, give him some rest, sure, I get it. But like Yasmani, like we need to get you back in. You know what I mean? We need to get you in that, that rotation because that's a desired bat in that lineup. And that on base percentage we're trying to work it back in in the swing of things. So I feel like he needs to get more in the swing than Mankata does. But you're right. It's like you can't, you can't wait. I I, I wonder whose decision that is. Like, is that a is that a Tony decision or is that a Yasmani decision where Yasmani's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm a veteran, I'm sitting out. You know, I'll well, be fine to play. The,
1: the Grandal thing I think is pretty similar to what we saw in Colorado where Yasmany is not going to catch two days in a row the majority of the time, and he's especially not going to catch two days in a row when it's a night game and then a day game. And then you had to give Jose Abreu a day off from first base yesterday, so he had to DH, and Andrew Vaughn had to play first base. So I think that's more so what the Yasmani Grandal thing is, but it's still so frustrating that you've built a team full of guys that can't play two, three
2: days in a row. Right. Yeah, right. And it's and it's happening more often than we would like, but it's like you said, you got you got to have the mindset of Jose Abreu, man. You got to be a dog. You want to be in there every day, playing your little heart out, and and, and he's been killing as of late. I love I love what he's doing right now because a couple of guys like that, like Josh Harrison too. I mean, I don't know, man. I I I feel like I can smell the run coming. I can smell I can smell some sort of not 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 a crazy win streak, but one where it's like you know. You've won seven out of your last eight. You know, you just lost in the middle somewhere. You know, I I feel like that's there. I'm glad they won the, the these last two against Oakland. They should have. And uh, so now who is this? Kansas City, right? So, hey, yeah,
1: so this is technically where your stretch, where you can win seven out of your next nine, if you want. You have yeah. two really bad baseball teams in the Kansas City Royals and the Texas Rangers. You got three against Kansas City in off day, three against Texas, and then three against Kansas City again. This is the stretch right here. This is and I how many times have we said that? <laughs> how many times have we said hey the White Sox have this this 19 game stretch we're it's just so out. We're,
2: we're so limber right now from all the stretches that we're Yeah,
1: That's another conversation. Um <laughs> but this is it right now where if you want to show that you're legit th- th- this is it right now. These next nine games, if you want to be serious, go ahead and take eight of them. Yeah, take eight of the games, eight of the nine.
2: You know what? Nobody's been talking about Kopech a lot uh, lately either. I mean, it has been a lot of focus on, of course, Lin Cueto and Giolito. Everybody knows what's going on with Dylan Cease. Who, by the way, shout out my bet for betting him at fifteen to one to yeah. win the Cy Young. I told you to put money on it. Yeah, I, I told you on this podcast, put money what's on that. It it? Now, Dude, it's seven to one. Ooh, oh. 7 to one right now. And only McC- McClan and uh, Verlander Shane are ahead McClan of him. Yeah, McClan and and Verlander are ahead of him. Um, but yeah, it I might hope- be Verlander just because he has
1: the the name already, and they're probably going to win the World Series, so that wouldn't right. surprise me. But man, but if Dylan he keeps Cees pitching lights out, else right now,
2: I it's know all, it's all about the narrative, man. It's all about the narrative, and we and we we knew what was happening with Dylan Cease. We just didn't know if it was sustainable. And yeah. the fact that he's continued to do it every single start, you're like, oh wait a second. I know we said he was fifteen to one, or that he had no chance because if other guys were ahead of him, but the way he's pitching is dominant on a different level. Like it's like a different level of dominance. They were minus three hundred yesterday, the Chicago White Sox to win, dude. To get minus really? three hundred, to get minus three hundred, you know, like half your lineup has to be out, and you gotta like that's almost like a guaranteed win right there. And so that was insane to see the Sox at minus three hundred with, with Dylan on the bump. But people aren't talking about Kopech enough. I I, I think that he needs to step up his game. In, in the last couple, in the last month or two, just because he's, you know, he's been giving up a lot of runs. I mean, his last outing against Colorado, that was, that was his best start in like seven starts. So, you know, if he can, if he can duplicate that, you know, he had a good beginning of the year, but, the, you know, strikeouts aren't up. You know, he should be in the six, seven range. Don't you think Shane, when you're talking about Michael Kopech, even in five innings, Lynn had eight yeah. in, f- in five.
1: I, I think the knee is still bothering him a little bit. It's his it's his push off knee, so I think that's probably still bothering him. Um, I think tonight is a very important start. Uh, he's had a ton of rest, so I, I think that Kopech will likely turn around. And, and as long as you can get him five, like I know this bullpen is struggling a little bit right now, especially with Ronaldo Lopez out. But I just yeah. need Kopech to give me five tonight, five innings with six or seven strikeouts, and I'm going to feel a lot better. But it's more so the velocity I'm worried about, not necessarily. The, the the strikeouts or the amount of innings pitched because he's now at a point where he's been pitching longer or a, coming up on pitching longer than he has in any season yeah. of his major league career. So durability is is the key for Michael Kopech here if you want this starting rotation to be good enough to get you uh, I- I- into the playoffs.
2: Yeah, and I hope he does, man. I mean, that to me right now after that series against the A's, Shane, like that's what I'm thinking about. I'm like, okay, we saw. Quedo Lin sees, you know, after all of that, all the drama, all the all-star, like now, okay, now I want to see what Copeck what and, and Giolita do on this against Kansas City Royals, against the team that is inferior that we should be beating. Like, are you going to go in and handle business? That's because that's the, that's the, that's where I feel like the Sox need to be. They need to be in handle business mode. And, yeah, and it, that it, starts it, with it, the starting pitch. And I'm,
1: I, I'm glad that they did take two or three from Oakland, but it wasn't enough. Like, it didn't even need to be a sweep. You can lose one game, whatever. If you go two out of three in every series from here on out, you'll win the division. But it wasn't enough. I needed more separation. I needed seven, eight, nine, ten yeah. runs a game. That is a very bad Oakland Athletics pitching staff. The offense is good, and they are. They came into the series as one of the hotter teams in baseball. They came in off sweeping the Astros. But the fact that they couldn't put up seven, eight, nine, ten runs against that pitching staff is my worry. Yeah, like you shouldn't it, be relying on a two run homer from Gavin frickin sheets to oh tie the God. ball game yeah. on a beautiful, warm Saturday afternoon in a ballpark where the baseball does fly over the fence.
2: And the guys are supposed to be playing better in, in the warm weather. So that's that's what's supposed to be happening. Right. And yeah, you can't so blame it on Luis Robert. Right. You can't yeah. blame it on him. It. It's it sucks. You got to You got to put three hits together, man. We've seen a lot of twos, a lot of twos, but not a lot of threes.